rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? Yeah, what's up? We all know what's up. Hey guys, this is Ta- this is Tara Devlin. I almost couldn't talk there for a second. And uh, yeah, unapologetic liberal talk. Thank you. I see the chat room filling up already. If you aren't if you're on any other channel, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. I'm just crossing my legs. I feel like crossing my legs, okay? For a second. Though I'll probably go back to normal in a minute. I'm a little tired. I was I painted my bathroom today. That's I had to do something. So, and it was just on my mind. I needed to, I needed to do that. So, okay. Um, what else? Yeah, we meet here. Uh, well, we have our regularly scheduled Friday evening at around in the 8, 8 to 8.30 vicinity, 8 Eastern Standard Time. So always you can, everybody's invited. All normal people invited to hang out in the chat room. Um, but the, during the week, it's kind of hit or miss. So, of course, I don't know, yesterday. I was gl- I was going to do a show yesterday, but then I'm kind of glad I didn't because it was in the middle of, I guess, what would have happened in the middle. We would have found out. I don't know if we would have found out unless it came across my phone or something. But I was watching chris hayes and he received this alert or whatever that the supreme that there was a the uh, the draft of the overturning of roe v wade was was leaked and of course the republicans are there that's the biggest upset is that something was leaked and in fact today on twitter i saw some some you know dumbass saying that this is it, uh, the worst thing ever this is worse than january 6 you see how desperate they are so leaking the overturning of i mean it's not just the overturning of roe v wade it is republicans killing women and this is what we're going to talk about tonight because I'm so, I, I, I mean, the other thing I did while I was painting my bathroom was I called as many senators. And of course, I called my senator. I called my, both my senators. I called my representative who is AOC. So I know she's on the right side of history. And I called Nancy Pelosi's office and, and gave them our talking points which you know i don't know i don't know why i don't hear democrats what i don't am i like out of my mind here well i mean we realize okay don't answer that but i mean i live in america so how can i be sane at this point but i mean i'm i, I i'm not crazy here the abortion rates go down under Democratic policies. Why haven't I heard a single Democrat say that in any of the media interviews? I keep hearing, they, you know, they're talking about women's rights, of course. But the fact is, oh, here comes the producer. I knew he was going to come over as soon as I started talking. I, I think it's, you know what I think it is? 
I think it's because I'm talking. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? You're talking. And I'm not there. Hi, honey. Hi, little Junie. Junie Jr. Say hello to everybody. All right. Now, now be good. Now he's going to be a crabby crap. He's such a crabby bastard. He's become very crabby. And I think it's because he's, you know, he's old. So I've become crabby too, so I, I can relate. All right, you can sit on my lap, but you don't, you can't, you just can't put your, your claws into my flesh. How's that? All right. Um, but, okay. Uh, maybe other people can call these representatives because the fact is abortion rates do not go down when abortion is criminalized. This is, this is another thing I have yet to hear on the corporate media coming out of the mouths of any, uh, any, any so-called, you know, elected reps. I don't understand. What is so hard about that to get, come out of your mouths? Because to me, that seems like the crux of the issue. Republicans are not pro-life in any sense of the word. So why are you ta why are you using their their baloney monikers for themselves? They're not pro-life. They are pro-birth. They are, they are anti-life. It's not even pro-birth. My God. If they were pro-birth, they would fund universal health care. Do you understand? So then you could go, then women, everybody could go get their maternity care. Uh, why? Okay, now he's going after my hand. All right. I knew that was going to happen. All right, you little, see, look what he does. You, do you feel like biting me? Oh, Jesus, help me. But you don't understand what I'm saying? If they, They're not even pro-birth. They It's like they're pro... I mean, what? What are they pro? Are they pro anything? Are they pro... What is it? No, they're pro-control. Yes, they're pro-fascism. And this is part of it. And... I, I'm trying to figure out why the Democrats don't don't use this. The fact is, what do you what what the hell, Dems? And well, I have to say, when I called up AOC, she's the only representative that whenever I call um, her office, and I do not every, you know not like a nut or something. <laughs> I'm not calling her every day. But I call on occasion, and I call other reps and, I mean, you know, senators, and I call Nancy Pelosi because she's the Speaker of the House. But uh, she's the only one that ever answers the phone. Not herself. I mean, her staff. But I, And they're the only ones that there are actually people there answering the phones. And... Um, Whereas when you call Nancy Pelosi or any other, if I, when you call Schumer, for me, I mean, I call Schumer and, G and Gillibrand, and you get a machine which allows you to speak for approximately two minutes, and then it cuts you off. But and the thing that's really irritating about it, too, is uh, you think, um, if, I were a, if I were a corporate lobbyist... 
Would I have only two minutes to speak? You understand? Well, you know me. I can't get... Yeah, I've, there's a lot of... A lot to talk about. But I could... I, I could boil it down to two minutes if I have to. But the thing is, it's irritating. And it is an example of what's wrong with the system. You... I mean, if all things were fair, if all things were equal, if we were a functioning democratic republic that wasn't corrupted by big moneyed interests, then, yeah, you know what would happen? The big moneyed interests would have to call Nancy Pelosi's comment line, too, and they would get two minutes to speak their minds. You know what I mean? And we would all meet squarely on the field of ideas. And, you know, but that's not what happens. Of course, they get uh, easy access to their puppets. And it's sickening. And that just doesn't just sicken me. It sickens the whole damn country. But I'm I am still baffled. Uh, don't the Democrats have media people and communications experts? I mean, I'm not in, I mean, I work in TV, I work in communications, and I also, I mean, you guys know I have a master's degree in communications. That don't make me a friggin' uh, guru, but I don't, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make me, um, any more uh, adept at common sense. We all read the polls and uh, we all know that, well, not just the polls, the, uh, the studies that say that abortion rates do not, do not go down when abortion is criminalized. How come I haven't heard that at all from any, anyone? All the arguments, and I don't blame the average people who are out there in the streets now protesting and telling their stories. I don't blame them because maybe they're not like us, you know? They're not on constantly reading about this stuff, and uh, they're not as politically engaged. Or maybe they are. Maybe now they are. Who knows? But you know what I mean? Maybe they never heard it before. But that's whose fault is that? That's definitely the Democrats' fault. Because I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how people of everything, um, of all the arguments. You know, I'm hearing. I listened to uh, Vice President Harris speak, and at Emily's list, she spoke earlier. And she's talking about, you know, rolling back fundamental rights. I heard um, someone talk about privacy rights and the, and the right to control your, one's body. Yeah, that is, that's all there, too. But isn't it uh, far more persuasive in general? And also highlights the hypocrisy of the Republicans and, and really strips them of the mantle of uh, pro-life. Just shows how, how hollow and, and transparent they are by pointing out that abortion rates do not go down when you criminalize it. 
because women have been having abortions since women have been having babies. Okay. Since, and of course we know it's a, it's, it, it is a control thing. As far as religion is concerned, since uh, this goddamn globe was co-opted by Christianity, God help us, you know, I I wish. I mean, I wish I could go back in time and do something about that. So, uh, not have uh, Constantine convert something, something where we would be free of this friggin' patriarchy, this bull crap. But you, the whole history of the of the church, and well, I'm talking about the Catholic Church, and then of course others follow suit. Uh, never, it didn't start to uh, what is it? Uh, they would, as far as life, life didn't begin at conception until recently. And I'm not, you know, I don't know the exact year, but it was, it's always when women started getting more power and control, especially when the, the pill became a thing because women were, see the, the thing about, um, the religious, these, you know, these patriarchy, uh, the patriarchy in general, the religious power structure, the male patriarchal uh, power structure, they, um, you know, they want you to have, you're supposed to suffer, you know, women are bitches and they need to be put in their place and women shouldn't enjoy sex, first of all. And if they do, they're sluts and there should be consequences for that. Really, that's, that's it in a nutshell. As men are a different story, boys will be boys. And, um, they also, the other thing I always wonder, like, who are boys being boys with? Right. If I, but there are, according to Christianity, there's, um, you know, some women are just whores and they're, they're, they're throwaways. So, you know, but that's, that's it. Please. Did I say anything wrong? I'm like Rachel Maddow now. Tell me how, if I said anything wrong. <laughs> Here comes the producer again. I thought you were gone. But now you're back to produce. What are you producing tonight? What are you producing, you little one? You little bastard? Tell everybody how you doing. <laughs> He's like, get that mic out of my face. All right, hold on. Okay, yeah. Um, somebody help me. <laughs> somebody, somebody. Because well, here's the thing. That's what I, I don't know even know what to say. What what is wrong with the Democrats? Will somebody? I don't even need a paycheck. Call me, Democrats. It's not that hard. I'll give you some of these talking points. Yeah, they're free. Here, just take them. Take them. Abortions, abortion rates go, don't go down when abortion is criminalized. All right, let's get into it, and I'll, I'll bring the receipts. Here, that's the other thing. Abortion rates don't go down under when, when abortion is criminalized. And the other um, talking point, if you are really pro-life, then vote Democratic. 
What is wrong with that? Take that. Take that talking point. Yes, Shannon. The, nice to see you, Shannon, in the chat. Sh Shannon says, psychos. They are. They're psychos. And they're, they're full of shit. You see? They're full of it. It's a, it is a matter of control. And in fact, what did I, I was just um, listening to, I listened on, the, on Sundays, is what I do on Sundays, is I go out and I uh, take care of some community cats. Yes, suicide rates go, will go up. That's right, Shannon on the chat. But that's what they, they don't give a shit. Death by despair. If that's already going through the roof here in the United States of serfs and lords, if they really wanted women not to have abortions, they would promote the policies that um, that reduce uh, the abortion rate. But, but every policy that reduces the abortion rate, they oppose, like universal health care and higher education and living wages all of the because the number one reason women seek abortions is economics and there is far uh, there's a whole, you know long long list of studies that confirm that that's number one economics so if you really don't want uh, women having abortions, then promote, then, then sign on to the policies of health care and education and living wages and um, sex ed, reality-based family planning. That's an, you see, this is another thing. Remember when Republicans, well, I think it was George W. Bush, when they were promoting abstinence-only education. This is another example of the republicans dragging us through their manias and you know we all have to be dragged through but regardless of whether it is effective or not nobody uh you know it's like they're they're just shoving their religious bullshit down people's throats but it doesn't reduce the numbers of unwanted pregnancy in fact abstinence only education increased the numbers of um, unwanted pregnancies. And uh, so everything that they were touting was also, was once again, they're full of shit. I, I, that's why I'm so sick of them, besides everything else. But I'm sick of them because, um, well, I'm sick of the Democrats for not for not fighting, for not taking this and saying, what do you, uh, you, you know, it's not enough to say, that, uh, you know, what are they saying? I mean, what are they even saying about the Republicans? All the time I keep hearing, uh, even the other day with Joe Biden, Democrats and Republicans, Democrats and Republicans. Like, he always has to tout that he's gotten some Republican support somewhere. Like, who fucking cares? You know, you're not... Um, you're not helping because all you're doing is enabling this death cult. You're giving them cover and, um, you know, whatever. Okay. Whatever. What am I saying? Not whatever. It's not whatever. Oh, oh I have to lower this music. But, um, so the point, what was I saying? Oh yeah. It was, uh, so on Sundays I go and I feed the community cats 
and then I and while you know I do that that's like my little relaxing thing even though sometimes it's not relaxing but um I and I listen to like history podcasts or or books or I'm listening to a bunch of podcasts called uh, Roman Emperors that's one of my favorites and it goes through all the Roman emperor, emperors it's it's great and I love history hit and um yeah all the histories uh, there's one called the ancients i really love oh and in fact that's the one i was listening to on sunday and i want to learn more about this but there was a one of uh, wait, i'm just trying to find my phone but the producer's sitting on it so there um okay so on the latest episode of the ancients i'm just trying to get it find it so I can give credit where credit is due they were discussing how Christianity took over the world and I knew a little bit about it of course I, I, I'm not a scholar in this but I and I certainly want to learn more and um, yeah the Christian destruction of the classical world and it was really fascinating frankly and it made me think about how what a different world we'd be living in if uh, the Christians hadn't um, inflicted their tyranny on the class on the world in general. And uh, there's a there's a writer, an ancient well, an ancient philosopher. The only reason we know about him is because um, his name was Celsus. But the only reason we know about him is because his right he was anti-christianity and he wrote a lot of um a lot of diatribes against christianity and the only reason we know about it is because it his writings appear in christian writings where they're saying well celsus says this but we say you know that and he has a lot of uh, celsus has some points and in fact i <laughs> I ordered a book that was out of print and it's coming tomorrow and I can't wait about from the writings of Celsus um, against Christianity and the one of the one of the um, you know the the, the it made, made a lot of sense because he was saying that you know how dumb it is that um, well he was saying that during the time of of Christianity when it was for in its infancy. All right, Junior, get out of here. Ow! Oh, I, I'm sorry. I dropped them. Honey. I'm sorry. I dropped my little honey. I'm sorry. You okay? I dropped my buddy. You okay? You okay, honey? All right, he's all right. He forgives me. Oh my God. All right. So Celsus was writing. So here's the story, the real story of Jesus. If you're if you're a Christian who believes in Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if you've heard this. I never heard this at at uh, CCD instruction, but C but according to Celsus and the early 
um, church. The one of the, the um, one of the the things that they had to deal with was that there was a rumor that Mary was not a virgin, and this is one of the <laughs> one of the uh, the points that Celsus makes, saying that you know Mary was uh, obviously. You know, it's ridiculous that people would think that Jesus was born of a virgin because everybody knows that Mary was impregnated by a Roman soldier named Pantara. Okay. And uh, so I didn't even know there was like this whole history of the Pantara um, slash Jesus is who's really Jesus's father. And so Celsus was saying that how, uh, of course, Mary made this whole thing up because she was impregnated by Pantara, a Roman soldier, and then was kicked out of her house and shamed because of it. And and subsequently had to make up this whole thing that, no, no, I wasn't knocked up by this Roman soldier. I was knocked up by God. And so his 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 um, his argument was, you know, the whole thing is just based in in the, the fact that this woman was shamed and uh, had to make up a story, right? But then I thought, wow, that, that doesn't that sound a little bit more logical, uh, Occam's razor? So what do you think is the... Uh, what, do you, what do you think is true? That a woman in, how I don't know, 2,000 years ago was visited by an angel and gave birth to the 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 child of a giant cloud being or she had sex with a roman soldier and um then uh you know had to make up this whole this whole uh, this whole thing and the whole (laughs) i didn't know it was spoofed in life of brian (laughs) i didn't see that i guess but yeah the so the whole um of the Western world is under the tyranny of this 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 cult for two thousand years because a woman was uh, you know because of I don't know patri- patriarchal bullshit and a, a woman was shamed for having sex and and had to make up this whole story. Am I the only one that didn't know this story? Because I hadn't heard that. Well, I'll know all about it when I get my book tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hmm, Jim on the chat. Some ancient chick got pregnant or flying spaghetti monster. Both seem likely. Which story do you have to make up more for? Exactly. So this whole this whole thing is built on the uh, you know, the shame of a woman who had sex and men couldn't control her and I guess she was afraid of her life for for her life so uh, 
And then, uh, so Celsus apparently wrote, uh, you know, about Jesus and the miracles, how they weren't very impressive. Like, oh, so what? He he made some extra food. <laughs> this is what he's saying at the time, you know. Um, he made some, so what? He made some extra food. Anyone can, if you went to a market in Egypt... You see that happen all the time with all the... Obviously, they had, like, magicians and whatnot. So that's what he was saying happened. He went to Egypt and learned a couple of tricks and came back and said it was uh, a miracle. All right, Junior. That, I don't like that part. Get away. Get over here. Go lay down. Go lay down. Holy shit. Do you hear the way he talks to me? I don't know what it is with him. He's just cranky constantly. And I was like, as soon as he started talking like that to me, it's like that's become his thing now. Like constantly, you know, just constantly cranky. Just a crank. And I, I mean, he's not sick. I've I've taken him to the vet. He's had a whole workup. I mean, I'll take him again. He's going to the vet soon again for his allergies. He's just a cranky producer. And, okay, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Thank you. And thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. And your cute little emoji. And I also want to say before I go on, there someone left a message on on the Tarabuster voicemail, and I just want to say that was it was very sweet. But you didn't leave your name, and um, I do appreciate your you know your what you were saying. So um, and thank you. It really touched my heart. And if you if you would like a mug, send me your your name and address to tarabustermedia at gmail dot com so I can send you a mug at least, okay? And it, it you made me yeah. I just want to say I heard you and thank you. All right, all right. So here well, I don't even know where to begin. I, I can't when I get that Celsus book uh, and I read some. I'll, I'll read some excerpts, probably. And we can have a couple of laughs. It's just interesting to me. You know, because at the time, um, the Christians and the pagans, well, you know, quote-unquote, were... They lived simultaneously. And so you had a lot of writing back and forth, like, who's who's got the real deal here? And it's and what apparently before the the King James Bible and all the other Bibles that came, one of the criticisms that Celsus had for the early Christian Bible was that it was written poorly and people didn't even know how to spell. Apparently, it was just a shit show. And uh, but of course, it got some it got some revamping down the down the down the road of history by some people who actually knew how to read and write 
But according to Celsus, the the early and according to other scholars, the early writing were was pr- pretty much like you're reading a a, a Trump and Z blog. And one of Celsus's criticisms were, um, you think if it if they were really touched by God, if it was really the writings of God, he would know proper grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, the other thing. What else did he say? One of his other criticisms was like, "What is what is this God who goes for what? What God goes for some uh, woman, some like average woman, who, when a God can have every any woman he wants? <laughs> so you're just gonna go for some like Mary type character, some you know everyday run of the mill." person and so they said yeah she must not be that attractive that's the other thing he was saying mary must not be very attractive and (laughs) because uh, you know according to the romans you know gods were just like like us they at least they were more interesting in a way they could they they had sex they played pranks on each other they had strengths and weaknesses they you know they were like, at least, you know, the Romans were more, um, I guess, you know, authentic in a way, because really, when you think about it, that is the Christian God. He is nothing but a giant version of themselves with all their failings, right? Except he's not very, he's not as interesting. Don't be too nice. And there, what has this turn the other cheek thing ever gotten us? According to Donald Trump Jr. All right, let's get back on topic. All right. Now, I just have to move because Jr.'s sitting on the keyboard again. Um, Where do I begin? God. I just wanted to read something. So one of the things that I've been hearing about, I didn't read Alito's opinion. But some, just some of the synopses of it. And one of the things they're saying, you know it's Alito. The scholars of the court are saying, it's, you know it's him because it's in his voice. And his voice is, he's a, he's a sarcastic, petulant little pussy. Puss, I don't mean pussy, I meant puss face, like piece of shit. That's what I was trying to say, not pussy. It, it didn't come out correctly, but you know what I'm saying. Puss face piece of shit was what I was trying to say. Okay, so here's an article from a couple of years ago when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was still alive. And now you know she's spinning in her grave. And Amy Coney bitch face Barrett. This is the other thing that Democrats, what, what I said to on my messages today when I spoke to the representative the whoever picked up the phone for AOC was that we have to um, we have to message better and one of the messages has to be that this court is illegitimate you know look at him look at him I don't want to be bit okay um, you know if the shoe was on the other foot if and of course that would never happen because the the democrats wouldn't they don't play like that the republicans 
they pull their dirty tricks because they don't like democracy to begin with. So to everything is a, um, you know, it doesn't have, they don't have any integrity because their agenda is to destroy democracy. So it's not, they don't want to play by the rules. The rules get in the way. You see? So I keep hearing how now the Democrats have to talk about expanding the court. And we should have been talking about this all along. And in fact, since, please, before Trump, this illegitimate, less vote-getting con man was able to appoint three justices, one before Ruth Bader Ginsburg was even in the goddamn ground, that we should have been saying these things all along. Of course, I was saying them, but... The Democrats who get on on all their shows and get in front of cameras with a wider audience than this show, they should be they should have been saying all along, this is an illegitimate court. The Republicans have corrupted this court beyond uh, beyond recognition to the point that we, the only thing that we could do to fix it is expand the court expanded there's nothing in the constitution these strict constitutionalist scumbags think that uh there's nothing they're all about oh this is uh uh, originalism Uh, apparently alito was like that uh you know there is no abortion right in the constitution sit down hey 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 get a grip get a grip Oh my god. I'm going to have to put him in the bedroom. Hold on. You know what? While I while I put him in the bedroom, I have a video I'm going to play. Oh, he's leaving. Good. Goodbye. Oh, he's coming back. Uh-uh. Bedroom. Bedroom. Shut the fuck up. Holy shit. Oh my god. This is crazy. What's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? Crazy? You going nuts? He's I I have to get him on some kind of like Prozac. You going you going cuckoo? Are you, maybe you're getting Alzheimer's. I mean, he's only 10, though. He's not, like... He's not, like, uh, ancient. You, can you calm down? Can you get a grip? All right. I'm not putting up with this. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm putting him in the bedroom. Let me play this video while I do it. This is a woman. A 90-year-old nurse. Oh, now you you're looking at me with those sad eyes, I see. Holy shit, Junior. Why can't I play this? What the fuck? It's something just to get out in the open and talk about and and say that criminalizing is not the solution. You give 
women incentives or families incentives to say, you have this baby and we guarantee you that that child will have a decent place to live, will have education. Uh, I think just the solution is uh, is prevention as much as possible, and that certainly means we need sexual education, education on birth control, and those kinds of things. Well, the, before Roe versus Wade, when they were still illegal, I was 37 when our youngest was born, and we wanted even another one after that. But a friend of mine said, well, now, Betty, if, if, you don't, if you don't want the baby, there's a really nice place in Kansas City. You go for the weekend, and you pay $2,000, and it's just a, like in a nice hotel. And, and, and my jaw kind of dropped. And I said, well, well, well we, we, want, we want the child. <laughs> but, but I thought that was evidently kind of common knowledge that if you if you $2,000 there were and you decided you had enough children then you could go to those places but uh, but after Roe versus Wade like I say this this from a health standpoint I think that women felt much much freer and uh, and more gave them more control uh, them, uh, themselves. I, I think that my main point is that all through, and, and not just in this country, but in other countries, they knew that way back when uh, women took potions, when they, when they thought that a pregnancy would ruin their life. Because when I was in nurses' training, mm. I was assigned to a patient that came in with a fever of 105, and uh, she told me that uh, her very boyfriend mm. uh, had taken her to a and paid for because there was a house in Beaverdale where someone did abortions to 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 help a girl in trouble. A girl in trouble could go there for an abortion. And that would have been, well, it would have had to have been between 46 and, 1946 and 49. Well, personally, I, if I had to make a personal decision, I can't imagine that I would make one that, for an abortion. But I sure would not judge anyone in any way, shape, or form, knowing how desperate some of them have been to uh, oh did it freeze well you get the point people have lived through this and here we go again and what the fuck am I frozen no, where's my camera? Okay. And, and you know, today actually, just an aside, I I went out to get my painting supplies, and I you know walked down to the to the local hardware store and 
got, went in there. I was the only woman in there. But I, I, I honestly did feel different, that things had changed, that I was less of a, of a, of a person now to these, not to, maybe not to them, but in the world. Not that I'm going to be having any children, but the fact that a, a majority, and excuse me, a minority, an illegitimate minority, can can take rights away, constitutional rights. And I've heard conservatives said, where in the Constitution is, 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 is does it say uh, you can have an abortion? There's a constitutional right to privacy. That's how Roe v. Wade was decided. Now we have a Republican in our doctor's office with us. And if he he's not only thrown out... Roe versus Wade, he's thrown out the other cases that confirmed it as well for 50 years. That's somebody's life, you know? For half a century, these Republicans, uh, I mean, well, the American people in general, have felt a sense of, you know, progress. And one of the things that Alito said in his his petulant little diatribe overturning Roe v. Wade was that, well, um, people, we've, uh, the Supreme Court's overturned precedents before when they've been so egregiously ill-decided. And and he pointed to, for example, Plessy versus Ferguson and, you know, the cases that obviously are racist and disgusting. But what he failed to mention, of course, and, you know, Republicans fixing the facts around the policy, this is what they do, is that Plessy versus Ferguson, when they when the Supreme Court overturned, let's say, three fifths of a human being or separate but equal, those bullshit, filthy racist doctrines, they weren't stripping people of rights. They were enhancing rights. They were expanding the franchise of democracy and humanity. You know, not that the that people didn't have inherent humanity, but it legally so it has there is no comparison and how dare you elito another so-called you know justice these scumbags who sit there lording over the rest of they don't give a shit if 70% of the american people are like leave it alone who is asking them no one, just like nobody asked John Roberts to wipe his ass with the Voting Rights Act. But you see what, this is the plan all along. The plot, uh, one step at a time. Fascism doesn't happen, doesn't just bust out. It takes time to cultivate. And I really, you know, one of the things watching the... Uh, women out and men, not just women, of course, it's everybody out protesting 
in front of the Supreme Court, they're out here in New York and other places, is that I hope we can keep this energy up. And you know the Republicans are, they're going to work their little fascist hearts out, and they don't have hearts. I mean, they're, whatever, they're holes where a heart would be. They're going to be working to, to, to change the subject. This is what they do. This because it's just it's this particular assault right now, but it's uh, everything that comes after was decided based on the uh, these um, these decisions, like um, and we know, for example, Republicans. I mean, they're shameless. They already signaled things. Some of these Republicans signal things like they don't believe that uh, interracial marriage should be a thing. Exactly. Lavender on the uh, lavender on the chat. Protesting does nothing. It absolutely does nothing. It's like it's like masturbation in a way. It's like, okay, you feel better, but did, did you really? I don't know. I'm not that. What? I mean, is that a good analogy? I don't know. <laughs> It's like it's like a circle jerk. What are you doing? What what's happening here? They don't care. The women's march was the was the biggest march that we had. Well, was it actually? Uh, first, it was the was I think it was bigger than the march against the Iraq War. But that both did nothing. So what? The con man still got away with his cons and being a a sexual predator sexual predators abound in the republican party what does it matter i was at the women's march whoopie doopy you know okay they don't give a shit they that's why they're like oh let them blow off steam the you know like when i leave a two-minute message on nancy pelosi's machine yeah leave your message you got two minutes bitch Whatever. Who cares? Jesus Christ. So to say that, oh, um, you're such a freedom fighter, right? And that, so um, that's what he's saying. You know, oh, well, it was overturned. These other horribly decided things, whatever they call it, um, were, uh, were overturned. So this... This is the worst. It's the most horribly decided, flawed, whatever the fuck, in all of my illegitimate history on the court. So that's the thing. He was appointed by a less vote-getting so-called president who was appointed by the Supreme Court. And then Trump gets to put three? This, This... disgusting waste of human DNA who receive fewer votes, a filthy pathological sociopathic liar gets to put three Supreme Court justices on the court with the help of Moscow Mitch's dirty tricks. He didn't do it legitimately. And the other thing is... Um, I hope the Democrats are listening. All of them 
Alito. Well, I mean, I guess we could say Alito is not in that. But it was Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and resting bitch face Barrett, who, when they were invited to uh, Moscow Mitch's dirty trick, they said, yeah, count me in. So these are dishonorable people. And I'm being generous calling them people because they're they're just pawns in uh, a fascist, the fascist coup. Well, are they pawns? No, we're the pawns, but eh. I, I want to uh, here's an article that was written in 2013 by Nika Don, D-U-A-N, in Mike, Mike.com. All right. It's called Samuel Alito, How He Blatantly Disrespects Justice Ginsburg in Court. So we'll get, let's paint a picture of who this piece of dirt is. The Supreme Court may be releasing controversial decisions this week. And remember, this is 2013. But one thing that is indisputably unprofessional is Justice Samuel Alito's behavior during Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's reading of her dissent. On Monday morning, the Supreme Court decided two cases regarding employment discrimination, Vance v. Ball State University and University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center v. Nasser. Alito and Kennedy read respective summaries of their majority opinions, and Ginsburg followed with her joint dissent. When she gave an example of how a female worker is more susceptible to workplace sexual harassment due to the narrow definition of supervisor affirmed by the majority, Alito pursed his lips, rolled his eyes at the ceiling, and shook his head, no. Fuck you, you fucking child. But... Now, do you see, ever hear uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg behaving like that? No, that's the, that is a privilege reserved for the white privileged, you see, the white privileged male, who, same thing that he did to President Obama. That's a, not true. Not true. When he, when he mouthed, or did he mouth not true, or that's a lie, right? Or something like that. That's a lie. When he said that the decision of Citizens United would open the floodgates to all kinds of dark money in our election system. And who the fuck was lying there? Because as it turns out, you know, as history and reality bear fact, we know that it was President Obama who was speaking the truth and... Justice Alito with that's a lie or whatever the fuck. Not true. I can't remember. Somebody on the chat will tell me. But the same. Everybody pointed to all the right wingers were like, oh, yeah. He said that's not true. See? Well, who's right? Just like, you know, uh, we now know uh, like every other thing Republicans say from death panels to... What's the, any, anything, any, any scare that they talk about. I hate them. Okay. That's my scintillating commentary for the, I hate them. And I also hate that 
Well, I hate that Democrats don't push back on them without apology. But the lies never get, they never, there's never any repercussions for these filthy, disgusting pieces of dirt. We just, everybody goes on and forgets about it. And it's like they're, they're expected to lie. So there's never any consequences for it. So what are the consequences for Alito saying not true, not true? Will he ever be held accountable? Did anybody ever ask him about it? Remember when you sat in the State of the Union because you and because you're a petulant little child, you couldn't keep your filthy mouth shut and had to make a comment um, uh, uh, at President Obama? And you said what President Obama was saying wasn't true. And now we know he was he was 100% correct. And you are the piece of dirt that opened the floodgates for dark money, or, or at least helped. And uh, now, does anybody ever ask him, um, well, do you want to apologize to not just the president, but the American people for corrupting our election system. Nobody ever asks him that. There's never any consequences for them. They're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, including take part in a coup. What about the consequences for Justice Uncle Clarence? You know, no, there's no ethics consequence. There's nothing. They're not, there's no, nothing is expected of them except for them to be corrupt. So they won't disappoint. (sighs) So here, uh, the article continues, though there's no video documentation of Alito's behavior because the, of course, the conservatives and they don't want, cameras in the Supreme Court because they're uh, above us all. Um, let's see. The dis- here, here, this is the article. The disre- Although there's no video documentation of Alito's behavior, the disrespectful demeanor, quote-unquote, brought gasps from more than one person in the audience. Familiar observers of the, of the court, Garrett Epps and Dana Milbank, both criticized the break of decorum. There's no decorum. You see how this is 2013. This is like almost 10 years ago. Now, I guess when discussing Republican decorum, it, I guess we could consider this quaint. Him just rolling his eyes at the ceiling and and mouthing no and lie and that's a lie now we have we outright have goddamn traitors who colluded with insurrectionists jumping up and down like goddamn monkeys when the president speaks at the state of the union you know they they embarrass themselves but they also disgrace disgrace uh, the halls of power they disgrace they disgrace everything they touch. The way they behave. They don't know how to behave because democracy is way over their heads. 
they lack the maturity, just like a child. You know, we have laws in the country where children can't make contracts, they can't drive cars, they can't, you know, there's a lot of things. You got to be mature to to be to be held with that you know that great responsibility not republicans though there's no there's no level of of maturity expected from these scumbags the only thing that is expected from them is that they are disgusting like their base and that they never ever challenge the people who vote for them to not be pieces of shit. Okay? Really? That's it. That's the only thing that they ask. And the lies. It never stops. We played the other day. Um, what's his name? DeSantis. Going on about... T- saying that Democrats want to abort babies uh, the, at, at nine months... Democrat, and that is a complete and utter lie. Complete and utter lie. And all the fucking morons in the audience, oh no, help, no, how horrible. Yeah, and, not, they, and he literally said that the day before you give birth, you can go into the hospital and say, yeah, I just wanted an abortion. Just fucking abort it. Because that's what they think. They, you know, this is, that's the, um, of course, that's a lie. But they're trying to give their scumbag moron base the the vision that women, women who have abortions are, they're just evil. And of course, when we talking about Christianity going back there. That's what they think anyway. Women are evil and can't be trusted. That's one of the reasons women were um, were uh, barred from anything. They were nothing but property. So this is why I find it also comical that the likes of, well, Alito, one of his, his um, justifications was that it's not in the Constitution it wasn't it's not an enumerated right in the constitution well neither was amy coney resting bitch face resting bitch faces barrett but you know what i'm saying and neither was her um full personhood so if you want to go and and she's signing on to this so you know fixing the facts around the policy it doesn't matter Pay no attention. Also, Uncle Clarence, he wasn't considered human either. A full human being. So why don't you take Uncle Clarence's, uh, take his vote as three-fifths of a vote. Since that was back, you know, that's the way the founders wanted it. Oh, God. So there's, okay, there were there were audible and visible gasps brought by one, more than one person in the audience. Familiar observers of the court, Garrett Epps and Dana Milbank, both criticized the break of decorum, one classifying the act as a mini-tantrum, the other calling him out for his middle school gestures. Well, that's being generous, you see? But this is, it, it only validates everything that we talk about on the show, everything I say about them, that they have 
they don't have the maturity to function in a democracy. And this is, I mean, prove me wrong. They don't know how to behave. They don't. Because they're, 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 bare, they're barely out of puberty in their minds, at least. You know what I mean? They have the emotional maturity of a prepubescent bully. A collectively. Middle school gesture. You know, if you're a fucking grown-ass adult and you're on the Supreme Court, you know, you think you might be able to control your, your dumbass rolling of the eyes. What are you fucking talking about? She's giving the dissent, you piece of dirt. You won. You won your, your, your filleting corporate America and stepping on the neck of the American people. So what are you fucking rolling your eyes about? Right? Imagine the shoes on the other foot. Imagine what Republicans would do when uh, Justice Jackson gets on the court. Imagine, you know it will never happen, if she sat there and rolled her eyes at Alito and his his bullshit. That would never happen, of course, because she knows how to behave, and she's had to play the game in this effed-up, racist-ass country. And she's not afforded. See, that's what happens, you know? You grow up, and you, you as someone with darker pigment, she's got to be not just great, she's got to be exceptional beyond, you know, anything that the any of them... Uh, she has, has more experience, more uh, everything. She's got to be more um, than any of them could ever hope to dream in a thousand lifetimes to be. And that's who, of course, that's who she is. She can wipe the floor with Amy Coney resting bitch face Barrett. She's, I mean, that bitch never tried a case. She never, like, like Kavanaugh, same thing. They never argued cases. They were awarded with a, with this spot on the Supreme Court as a thank you for being a goddamn fascist lickspittle. That's it. Alito, um, I'm not sure what his story. I know that Roberts was um, he was awarded, be were all rewarded with um, being for with his lifetime cushy ass job as the chief so called justice. Because he argued Bush v. Gore, and he was one of the fucking morons pounding on the door. And that was also Kavanaugh, too, right? He was involved with that, too. That's where he made his bones, Cavi. The sexual assaulter. I mean, this is, uh, this, uh, how much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? Democrats. Uh, I wonder if Nancy Pelosi released another video today. Republicans, take back your party. The American people need a strong Republican party that's done so much good. I haven't seen one fucking thing good, but I, I keep hearing they've done so much good. I wish I had an example. 
She can't give me that, though. I don't know. So, yeah, of course, this isn't the first time Alito has made the news due to a momentary lack of uh, of facial and verbal restraint. You see, that takes maturity to be able to do that, to be able to control yourself. Now, you, let me ask you, if he was, let's say, at uh, some kind of fundraiser with um, uh, uh, some billionaires and the billionaires said something, that he didn't like, you know. You think Alito would sit there and roll his eyes? Of course not, because he's a he's a coward. He's a lick spittle. He's a scumbag. Those are his bosses. That's you know they, he wouldn't do that, because he only does it to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But you see how the long, tr- the whole, the long history of Republicans behaving badly, behaving like children, is there's a long documented history of it, of them lacking the ability to function in a democracy. It's time for Democrats to just, goddamn, say it, acknowledge it. Stop pining for these for these fascists like battered spouses pining for an abuser. Stop legitimizing them by um, just being like, oh, well, and going on with the sham. It's like the Democrats buy into the sham, too. It's like the whole Christianity sham. We all they all bought into the fact that, you know, it wasn't Pantera. Pantera wasn't Jesus's father, it was God. And now here we are 2,000 years later because some woman couldn't, you know, couldn't, I guess, wouldn't be accepted, was kicked out by her husband-to-be because she was knocked up. And who knows how she got knocked up. Maybe she was raped, right? But that's... The assault, of course, that for throughout history, rape was a wasn't a crime against women. It was a crime against men. That you were committing a crime against someone's property. It was a crime against the woman's father. Then it was the crime against the woman's husband. If she was married, if there was no father and she wasn't married, it was a crime against her brothers. Because how are they gonna? sell her as damaged goods or trade her off. Fucking, you know. Jeez. That's why I wish, I often wonder what the world, what the last 2,000 years would have been like if Christianity was suppressed as, uh, you know, and didn't, become the main and the other thing with the the christians there's a long as history of them being uh, just terrorists you know trashing temples like all of these they're like the uh, isis of today you know blowing up old ancient uh, you know landmarks and whatnot that's what, well this is what they do this is what they're doing now anyway but there, the, there's, in fact, one of the temples, um, the temple of, what is it, Sir, Sir, wait, the temple, Cerebus, 
Temple destroyed. Uh, maybe it's the wrong name I have. Hmm, I'm finding a lot of games. But according to whatever. Oh, so, so one of these temples, the te I think it was the temple of that was Cerebus was the dog, right? Yeah. Cerebus. In history. Anyway, according to historical records, the temple was, I mean, we've seen the Pantheon and temples from ancient, those ancient times and how we've marveled at them, but apparently the temple of Cerebus was supposedly more um, incredible than, than the Pantheon or any other temples that we, that are left today. Could you imagine? These, they also, the Christians also murdered Hypatia. An incredible woman who, let's see, Hypatia. A philosopher, mathematician. The Christians, of course, the, um, could, what did they do? They accused her of, of witchcraft, of course, because she was doing astronomy fuckers could you imagine where the world would be without these demon haunted pricks and now here we are again every every time humanity tries to take a leap forward in general just throughout our whole history we've had to be dragged back by these by these religious fanatics and half of these Republicans, they don't even believe that shit anyway. They just do it to appease the ones who do. Instead of telling those demon-haunted ghosts of the G Gilded Age to just, you know, try to evolve. Do, if you want your, your sky spook, do what uh, Pantera's son told you to do and go pray in your closet. Right? Do it. Go play. I don't understand. The other thing is, why don't they follow what their so-called savior told them to do? They don't even, they don't give up all their wealth and follow him. They don't do anything for help to help the poor. They don't turn the other cheek. They don't. You know, they don't pray in their closets. He, he specifically told them to pray in their closets that those who don't, you know, those who are fake, fake ass assholes, they love getting out there and, and proclaiming their love of the, of the giant man in the sky. And he said, no, though, that's how you know they're full of crap. So... I want you to pray in your closet. I don't want you to go out there like a like a dumbass. Ew, God. Well, people suck. That's the way it is. They just as soon even the one you know, like they could just follow this ancient socialist hippie who gave out free health care and try to be better people. Go for it. 
But they don't. They use it as another way to exploit people and dominate and control. Jesus Christ. Yeah, from 2013, everybody was writing about Alito. Dana Milbank writes, Ginsburg, the second woman to serve on the high court, was making her argument about how the majority opinion made it easier for sexual harassment to occur in the workplace when Alito ceded immediately to Ginsburg's left shook his head from side to side in disagreement, rolled his eyes up and down, and looked at the ceiling like a little, like a little turd. I mean, that in itself should be a disqualifier. Somebody should be like, you know what, honey? Um, you're, you're not fit. We're a constitutionally limited democratic republic that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us, and you are disgracing it with your behavior. So you know what? Maybe you're not fit. Oh, we got, I got a lifetime position on this bitch. Well, that can change too, and it needs to. Before they kill us all. Enough. You know what I mean? You know, I will. I wish the Democrats would listen to this show. Maybe you don't have to be as uh, salty with your language, of course. But stop. Stop pandering to these fascists. Take these talking points. They are unfit. What? What the hell? If you love America, if you're a true patriot and you see that, Right in front of your face, you have a duty to report it. You know, it's like if you see some, see something, say something. It's like there. Remember the 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 story, not the story. I mean, the whole the thing that happened to Kitty Genovese was being raped, and apparently many people heard it, heard her cries, and did nothing. And they attribute it to what's known as the bystander syndrome. This is what happened down the road. They said, well, they tried to find out why did no one come to her aid or call, even call the police? Because what happened was people thought someone else was going to do it. You know, oh, well, I hear her, I hear this person in trouble. I don't want to get involved. Someone else is, must be calling. And this woman, I think she was murdered. Am I wrong? Let me see. Kitty Genovese. Yeah, she she was murdered. It's just tragic. But that's how it feels like with with Democrats. Just like a bunch of Kitty... Uh, not, they're not Kitty Genovese. We're all Kitty Genovese. Democracy is Kitty Genovese. And these fuckers are just like, mm, someone else will do it. Well, they're unfit, they're illegitimate, and who's going to do it? We sent you. We were, we were trying, you know, uh, to play within the system and vote you people into power to stop these scumbags. 
That's why when Joe Biden's election was certified, I I live in Queens. People were literally dancing in the streets. Cars stopped. People like honking their horns, dancing like they were liberated from a dictator. That's what it looked like. But the system is, I guess, so goddamn broken. You know, it's money, money and politics. Let's see. His tree, this is what Dana Milbanks wrote um, nearly 10 years ago about this scumbag Alito. His treatment of the 80-year-old Ginsburg, 17 years, his elder. That's the other thing. Have some respect, you little cuss. He can't even do that. But this is what Republicans have wrought. That's their behavior. They're allowed to get away with it. Because uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is liberal, right? He wants to drink her tears. And that's the other things, Democrat. When Democrats, when you're, um, when they're saying, oh yeah, they just want to own the libs, you need to remind the American people that they're not patriots, you know? Not the American people, the people who just want to own the libs. Because if you call yourself a patriot and your motivation is you want to own and upset your fellow Americans, then you're not a fucking patriot. This piece of hair is annoying me. Sticking up. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, his... Yeah, what did he say? His treatment of the 80-year-old Ginsburg, 17 years his elder, with 13 years more seniority, was a curious display of judicial temperament, which is, you know, that's only for Democrats. Democrats have to portray and display judicial temperament. None of them do. Or Democrats are the only... People expected to have ethics and standards, right? You don't see Democrats going hunting with people who have cases before the court. But you saw that with uh, Antonin Scalia. You don't see Democrats going to speak at liberal organizations or whatever. This is what Democrats, I mean, that's what Republicans do. They have no ethics, they're the kings of the country until they can install their version of a king. Once and for all. And to destroy this goddamn country. They've been doing it. They've been trying since the founders rebelled from the intergenerational aristocracy. That's what They've been trying to drag us back to that time. And, and the fact is, the other thing, you know, hello, Democrats. Remind the American people, if this were 1776, they would be the loyalists, pining to be trickled upon by the king, proclaiming their loyalty and their, their, uh, their complete subservience to King George III. You know it. Fast forward 
a couple of hundred years and we get the Trump Anzies. No one's more loyal than us, right? Wearing hats and shirts and driving around with giant made in China flags that have this con man's name on it. You have no dignity. Oh, another thing, uh, the Republicans I saw, their big problem with with what happened, you know, with the overturning of Roe v. Wade is that it was leaked. And um, also, oh, yes, what's his name? Rubio, Marco Rubio. They were all upset about it, this leak. And Marco Rubio was like, this is the greatest... Uh, what did he say Marco this is the the most you know it's like the, we should all be outraged by this leak not by killing women in back alleys the fact that they they're allowed to continue their bullshit canards and their their crocodile tears about life and babies makes me sick but it is a testament to how how horribly Democrats have fought these fuckers. They wouldn't have... I mean, they still have... Well, no. What was I going to... I was going to say they wouldn't have the nerve or the to, uh, to uh, proclaim themselves this, you know, pro-life if Democrats had fought them. But that's not true. They would, they would just say whatever the fuck they say, you know. But... The uh, but you know the fact is it has to be when when what should happen is that when Republicans like Rubio proclaim themselves pro life, the American people the the thought the knee jerk thought should be the um not that they're telling the truth but to the hypocrisy of that statement like i, I just went on rubio's web um twitter page fuck you he, look what he tweeted you you scum before i formed you in the womb i knew you jeremiah 15 fuck you right when I was hungry, you called me a taker. When I was, uh, whatever, in prison, you, when I was old, when I was in prison, you didn't visit me. When I was a stranger, you called me a filthy immigrant and built a wall. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Fuck you. You are a senator. You're not a goddamn sky spook aficionado. You scumbag. You see what I'm saying? And people are responding. Separation of church and state. It's just unreal. But this is the same guy who, when... The fascists tried to run Biden's campaign bus off the road and nearly killed people. He was like, oh, I like that. I, did you see what they did? I, I thought that was great. That's what he said. 
and now he's all about life. Well, why are you voting? You're not about life, you fucking piece of shit. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Except, but when you were born, I said, fuck you, right? I formed you in the womb, and then when you were born, I was like, eh, go die. Your mommy won't have a living wage. Your daddy won't have a living wage. There'll be no education for you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. But then I took away the child tax credit that lifted 40% the, the people out of poverty, right? What, what, what am I trying to say? It uh, reduced the poverty rate by 40%. Instantly. That was too much. That was too much. You, I knew you in the womb, but when you were born, I said, go fucking die, right? Is that the second half? Jeremiah 1-5? You fake ass mother effers. I know there's a lot of cursing tonight. But this is what I'm saying. When they start with this bullshit... Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you? Well, well, I guess you forgot who I was when I was born. Because you're uh, the American people. Women don't have maternity leave in this country. We're the only country where, where parents don't get any kind of family leave. Oh, Republicans hate that. There's, there's, you know what they, they have in Denmark when you have a baby? One year. You get paid maternity and paternity leave. Isn't that insane? Oh, you know what, Republicans, it's insane. I'm saying insane for us that we're so stupid. This is an, another reason this country is swirling the bowl. We're so stupid. And we are, I don't know why we listen to these Republicans, but this is the tyranny of the minority. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Fuck you. The hypocrisy, the, the complete and utter bile of these, these, these pricks. I can't stand them. Jesus Christ. I'm just looking at some of these responses. The First Amendment was adopted on December 15, 1791. It established a separation of church and state that prohibited federal government from making any law respecting an establishment of religion. Believe what you want to believe. Keep it out of our laws and away from our bodies. But, you know, it's, it's convenient. I really, I want to respond to this fucker. But when I was born, I said, go fucking die. Uh, I took, but when I was, well, let's see, when I was born, I took away your, well, wait, but when you was born, you were born, not you was, you were your child tax credit 
and your mommy's health care and living wage. <laughs> see, this is why I can't go on Twitter. I will, I will see. I want to, I don't know. Right? Haiku on the chat. <laughs> now accepting invites from any civilized country. I, I have to tell you, not have to, but if I if I were younger, I would probably get the fuck out of here. And um, if I had children, especially, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any child to grow up in this bullshit. I mean, really, I don't know. I'm a little too old right now to move. Irene on the chat. When I was born, I had to learn active shooter drills at three years old. Exactly. That's why I hate them. The hypocrisy is beyond limit. And the Democrats don't do anything to mitigate this, frankly, at all. They, the, the first thing that people should think when, when that asshole, uh, I mean, first of all, he shouldn't, he, he should know better than to, to, to tweet that because he, he's ashamed of, uh, you know, that we all know he's a hypocrite. You know what I mean? If the Democrats were effective in their messaging, but they're not. They allow them uh, to get away with this kind of bullshit. And then they'll also jump on board. That's where they're like, oh, uh, I'm a Christian. God bless us. God bless America. And God bless our... Everybody's got to be like, God this, God that. Shut the fuck up with this. Unreal. Well, the... They're just the hypocrisy. I can't, you know, they're so full of shit. And uh, the, the message, uh, the failure of our message, the, of the Democrats, to message is, is, I don't know, is part of why we're here. The American people, like I said, please, when you're out, when you're talking to your friends, when you're tweeting and writing and commenting on things, remember to remind people to, to get the message out that abortion rates do not go down when abortion is criminalized. All that, all that the Republicans are doing, they're not reducing abortions. They are killing women. They are reducing the numbers of safe abortions. That's all they're doing. And as we know, Republicans don't give a shit. When you're, when you're born, yeah, go die. That's it. Go die of death by despair. Go die in a live shooter incident. It's unreal. They, they love the baby so much, right? But they don't. They don't give a shit. They they took away the child tax credit. They uh, the American child. Well, I mean, how many? Let's see. Child poverty in this country is disgusting. Let's see. Child poverty 
We have areas of this country where, and we talked about it on the show, UN inspectors say that they don't find um, open sewage anywhere except in parts of the United States and in the developing world. Now, of course, Republican counties. This, you know, and and people are saying um, they're talking about the the as soon as Roe is overturned, twenty six states have these trigger laws that are going to effect effectively um, overturning it in and making abortion illegal in those states, but it'll still be illegal in other states for the time being. Be, but Republicans are trying to make the um to to bring this abortion ban nationwide i don't i i don't know i don't know why um because i thought they were all about states rights but they're not everything about them is illegitimate they are full of shit and it doesn't matter they don't care. Their hypocrisy doesn't bother them. Lying to Susan Collins' face doesn't bother them because they always... This is the game plan. The The game plan was always to destroy democracy. And so these are just means to an end. If you have to lie to that dumb bitch's face, do it. Yeah, let's see. This is the Center on Poverty and Social Policy. 3.7 million more children in poverty in January of 2022 without the monthly child tax credit because that's what Republicans did. The monthly child poverty rate increased from 12.1% in December to 17% in January. The highest rate since the end of 2020, the 4.9 percentage point, 41% increase in poverty represents 3.7 million more children in poverty due to the expiration of the monthly child tax credit. Latino and black children experienced the largest percentage point increase in poverty. But this is the other thing I keep hearing on corporate media that they're um this this the overturning of roe will affect they keep saying quote unquote black and brown communities black and brown women more and the here's the truth republicans don't care when they hear that they think oh goody you know what i mean it's sort of like when they found out that covid was hitting people or communities with darker pigment when it was hitting those communities harder they were like oh great then you know why do we care we don't want to wear a mask we don't want to get vaxxed we don't want to do our duty to our fellow community our country and community but if it were you know fat old white Goddamn cracker trumpanzee moron racist pricks. They would all be crying. Trust me, the the vax, they would take the, uh, they would wear a mask, that's for sure, and take the vaccine. 
Another thing. Like a couple of things, many things. Senate, Senator Cinema, because they were right out of the gate. People are like, abolish the filibuster, codify um, abortion rights in uh, or privacy rights. That's what it is. Codify it in law, and um, of course, Cinema, the bitch. Signaled right away that she will not be doing anything to that precious bitch filibuster of hers, because she's she's got more loyalty to um, this archaic Senate rule than she does to the seventy percent of the American people that want to have actual control over their own bodies. And um, she don't give a shit. I mean, she she's here, here. Hold on. Where is this? That basic. I hate Senator Senator. I hate her. I don't even want to call her Senator. I hate everything about her. We've discussed it before. She's irritating. She's a an attention whore. Everything about her is annoying. Her her stupid, I'm a bisexual, the fucking first bisexual. You're not the first. First of all, whatever, who cares? There is nothing more um, uneventful than the first open bisexual in Congress. Who cares? It's like, it's the way she is on everything. You know what I mean? She can't commit. <laughs> she can't commit to either. So, you know, am I a, am I a Democrat or? Republican, you know. But it's, to me, it just seems like another way that she garners attention. Oh, I'm the first bisexual. And look at me, I got pink hair. Like, you're not doing anything to advance anybody's rights or any. Like, who cares? Fucking, ugh. So, cinema... Manchin and Cinema, well, we knew Manchin, deny Democrats the vote to end the filibuster. Yeah. Because those two, we're going to die. When, when history is written about this time, those two are going to be vilified, trust me. They will be reviled more than the normal people of this country revile them now. And... Cinema was um, so she she released a statement. Let me see. She's like, I am the co-sponsor of this this dumb bitch bill of mine. Where is it? Come on. Hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at some other articles I have. Susan Collins is shocked that Brett Kavanaugh would ever lie to a woman. That was from the Borowitz report. <laughs> oh my God. I hate them. Come on. Where is it? Common dreams. Here we go. From so 
AOC. This is from Common Common Dreams. AOC says filibuster defender cinema can take a seat on women's health. Hold everyone contributing to this disaster accountable. GOP and Dem obstructionists included. Said New York. Uh, said the New York Democrat. She should be primaried, and you better believe it. This is from Jake Johnson from Common Dreams. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was among those condemning Democratic Senator Kristen Sinema. Whatever the hell. I know her name is Kristen. Who cares? Even her friggin' name. Kristen. Oh, oh, excuse me. I love your pink hair. She's look. She needs attention. You know, uh, there's nothing more stupid than sitting there with a stupid. Do you remember when she sat up on the, the, the? the uh, she held. What, what, what do they call that when she was sitting in the Senate? She was presiding over the Senate in a fucking dem- denim vest. When it specifically says, frankly, on the um, there there is a dress code to get on the floor of the Senate, and it's one of the the no nos is denim, no denim, because you're supposed to have a level of respect for the the it's yeah it's part of the whole pomp. Of of course we're not like England in that department, but it's supposed it's supposed to bring out the better in you. Like you're supposed to be like, oh wow, I'm here, part of something bigger than myself. So you don't just show up wearing like a billionaire's that it's what's for dinner T-shirt like like I have on, or you don't wear shorts or denim or sneakers you know what i mean when you're you're supposed to be it's like you're showing respect that's why when uh the 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 monkeys uh, what's her face uh bobert banned from the bowling alley bobert and marjorie trader green jump up like a couple of baboons it's 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 a disgrace so from jake johnson and common dreams we could protect roe tomorrow but cinema refuses to act on the filibuster ocasio cortez tweeted after cinema issued a statement touting her support for the women's health protection act go f yourself bitch really she writes, cinema, here's cinema, I'll show you what I'm looking at. Senator Cinema on SCOTUS slash Roe. Throughout my time in Congress, I've always been a basic bisexual bitch and supported women's access to health care, pink hair and all. I'm a co-sponsor. That's right, I'm a co-sponsor. Of the Women's Health Protection Act. Oh, whoopee doopee. Whoopee freaking doopee, honey. Too bad it ain't gonna go anywhere because you and your dumb bitch Senate rules. 
standing in the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we're supposed to work with Republicans, and that's why the filibuster's there, even though in reality, in filibuster history, it's been used to, I don't know, filibuster civil rights, the advancement of humanity. It's not there, so you know what? We better work together. Show me an example where Republicans are working with Democrats because of the filibuster. They're not working with Democrats, period. You scumbag. No offense to scumbags. Cinema statement on draft Supreme Court opinion. A woman's health care choices even when she's got pink hair should be between her her family and her bisexual doctor (laughs) overturning Roe v. Wade endangers the health and well-being of some of my donors who might be women in Arizona and across America. And I mean, when I mean droners, I mean owners. Protect, of course, I'm um, just editorializing some of this. Protections in the Senate safeguarding against the erosion of women's access. Oh, there, that's, there's that word. Women's access to health care. I hate that women's access fuck you well rich women will still have access to anything they want have been used for half a dozen times in the past 10 years and are more important now than ever what the what are you talking about your pink dive seep into your brain throughout my time in congress i've always supported women's access to health care well your time in congress is ticking down short bitch i hope i pray i'm a co-sponsor of the women's health protection act and i'll keep working with anyone And that means those Republican people who will work with me. I swear they're going to work with me one day. I swears to it. And I'll continue working with anyone to protect women's ability to make decisions about their futures because some of them are, are hot and I'm bisexual. Who cares? You're going to need the filibuster to get that passed. So people are responding. I clerked the Supreme Court at the Supreme Court. Last night, I assumed a liberal clerk leaked the draft opinion. Now I think much more it was leaked by conservative. Whatever, who cares?
Right. What is going on? Anyway. Who's in the chat now? We got to hop in chat. Right, Jim on the chat. Look how quirky I am. I hate her. We looked at... Let me look again. Because I want to get sick to my stomach. Cinema. Let's look at outfits. We watched... We, we saw this one day. Outfits. I remember it was an abomination. Look. Google Images. Look at her. Look at her. Oh, go away. Oh, do you like my white outfit? My she was sneakers, too. She was wearing sneakers and a denim vest. There she goes with the pink hair. Liz, who are you? She thinks she's tough. Fuck you. Oh, this that that's an abomination. The pink... Do you like the way my pink matches my flower on my dress? My pink hair? Oh, here's some purple hair. Mm. Of course, MSNBC. What do they write? Why we should be discussing cinema cinema's colorful style. Cinema has made headlines for her eclectic fashion from her denim vest to her pink and purple wigs. Sociologist Tressie McMillan column, cotton or whatever, shares the message behind these outfits and why it's not sexist to be paying attention to cinema's clothes. We're going to have to learn how to talk about powerful people. Shut up. Who happen to be women. Powerful people. Ugh, her. That's why we're the country's swirling the ball. Look. Hi. Hi. I'm I'm a dumb bitch. Hi. <laughs> Not me. Oh. Hi. What are you? We're gonna chomp down on someone's neck. Hi. I'm bisexual. Hi. Look at the guy behind her. Hi, I'm going to fuck you over. Hi, I'm going to send... First I destroyed democracy. Now I'm going to send women to die in back alleys. Hi. Ugh. God in heaven. Where am I? Where, where do I live? What year is this? Why can't I find Ecamm? I have many questions tonight. Why won't Ecamm change its view? Don't even tell. Where's my Ecamm? This is weird. Everybody, I will have to find my E. What the fuck? Let's see. Hide others? I don't have that. Huh. How weird. That's you. Where's Ecamm? This is so weird. Oh, e you know, Ecamm is so annoying. It's like a third. It's like a, not a third. Well, there's a, well, I guess it is a third. We got Tara Jr. Jr., me, and Ecamm. 
Oh, there we go. It's like another host that wants to sit on the keyboard. Where's the other thing? Let's, I mean, I hate cinema. I hate her. But that was, but AOC is 100% correct. Sit down and shut up, bitch. You're, I don't want to hear you talking about how uh, you're the co-sponsor of something that will never pass because you're standing in the way. You wouldn't help us with voting. Now it's going to be that much harder to overturn this, to get out from under the tyranny of the minority because of them, because of these corrupt sociopaths, these narcissists like cinema. And, you know, uh, I mean, just back to the Supreme Court thing, they're all talking about the leak. That's supposed to be the, the, that's the story on conservative bizarro world, the, the leak. And like I said, they were saying, oh, this is bigger than January 6th. Yeah, that's it. This is more, um, what did they say? This is more, uh, this is worse than January 6th. That's the message. Oh, really? Is it? Ugh. Well, we better, well, you know, because cinema, I hope we got to get rid of her legally and peacefully. But I just hope it's not too late because the Republicans all over the country have passed laws to make it harder for people to vote. And not just that, not just harder to vote, make it more corrupt as they count the votes they have removed and people are running for secretary of state and um in the positions that will be required when they try for the for coup part two so they remove the people who didn't go for the coup and trust me are we gonna go quietly into the night if these scumbags are successful with their coup? Mm. Based on... I'm looking at something. What is going on? Ronna McDaniel, I don't even want to get into it. She tweeted, based on current vote totals, Republican turnout in Ohio is set to more than double Democrat turnout. Because they can't even say the name of the party. It's Democrat turnout. And that's another thing, Democrats. Why don't you ever point it out? Why don't you ever say, these, these fuckers are such imbeciles they're such infants that they can't even say the name of the party so we're supposed to work with these scumbags we're supposed to be like oh look i got some bipartisan bullshit coming up oh look when these these schoolyard these prepubescent schoolyard bullies can't even say the goddamn name of the party it's like 
They can't even call you by your name. You know? And we'll be like, oh, and then they're going to be like, Democrats are so mean. They're, they're just uh, something, ha you know, whatever. Whenever a Democrat fights back in some way, pops these bully in the nose, right? They're like, oh, they hurt me. They, they're so, well, this is so outside decorum or whatever the fuck. Well, you can't even say the name of the party. The oldest continuous political party in world history, right? Have some respect, you scumbags. But of course, just like they're baboons who jump up like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Ban from the bowling alley, Bobert, in the middle of the State of the Union address, they don't know how to behave. They don't know how to act. But that that's why you got to be relentless and keep, Bopping them in the nose. Bopping them, bopping them, bopping them, then they will cry. Like bullies do. I do. I have a story. I remember when I was a young person in elementary school, and there was a bully that was picking on a little kid that was very much smaller than them. And I, not that I'm so great, but I stepped in because I was not, uh, not, uh, you know, small er, and I, I fucking bopped this bully in the nose <laughs> numerous times. I bopped her once I bopped her twice and then I bopped her again and she started to cry and ran. And I was like, leave her alone, bop, leave her alone. But, and she was like, eh, you ain't. And I remember she was like, you think you're tough. And I was like, bop, leave her alone. And then she, uh, she couldn't help it. She was trying to be tough. And she was just like, <gasps> and ran, you know, because she couldn't help it. I bopped her three times right in the nose. And then that little girl became my friend I don't know where she is today I hope she's alright <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about the one with the nose but maybe she's alright maybe she's nice I, you know she, we were young we were I think I mean we're talking like elementary school young I still remember it was down the block from my house Boppity bop, bop, bop. So. There you go. That's what you do. They don't, you know, they act tough. Whatever. But they're, chi they're children. They're childs. They're just bullies. And that's the thing. They're schoolyard bullies. So, okay. Democrats are annoying too, but they're not that. And the Democrats have to keep talking about the tyranny of the minority. The Repub This is a minority death cult. We're under the thumb of these people. Nobody asked, like, nobody asked John Roberts to F with voting rights. Nobody asked that. Everybody was like, this is great. 
A hundred percent, a hundred percent of the Senate voted to reauthorize the Voting Rights Act. Why that has to happen. Just like Republicans want us to start reauthorizing socialist security because they want to destroy that. You understand what's going on here? And Democrats, please take, listen, listen up. They are dragging us back to the times that the founders fought a revolution to overthrow, okay? Why don't you explain that to everybody, Democrats, when you go on corporate media? And if they say, oh, that's outrageous, really? They want the rich to run and own everything and everybody else will toil and and uh, fight over the scraps. And then if there's whatever, there's, there'll be no safety net. If you have any problems, you go to the church and you beg and church and state will be intertwined and that church will be there to prop up the secular power structure, of course, what, what do you think is going on? That's what the fucking inv- evangelicals are doing with the con man. Uh, everything that the founders overthrew, these scumbags are putting back in place. That's why and all, uh, they're going after public education. That's another thing. They go and Democrats listen up. When they, uh, when you go on corporate media, you say they're attacking and whittling away at the pillars of democracy. Is that such, how hard is that? And they, it, it also will, might spark something in the mind of the American people. Like, oh, yes, that's true. We need public education. It's one of the pillars of democracy. Just like we need an economically vibrant working class. That's why Republicans can't stand that. And when they start saying, oh, oh, everybody pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And, you know, this is why we need regulation on capitalism. Because you can't have a democracy and concentrated wealth at the same time. That's why we have to tax the rich. I mean, it's all about funding and and uh, not just funding, but it's all about setting the the ground or seeding the 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 system the the that the founders entrusted to us. The Republicans, you know, they can only handle it when... Oh, well, here. Here's a good article. There was a... Here. The Tyranny of the Minority by Rebecca Solnit from Harper's Magazine. Let's see. It's kind of long. Not that long, but we'll peruse. Think of our democracy as a house we built in 1776, big enough only for Christian property-owning white men. Over the next two centuries, various groups struggled to make it bigger, with space for people of other faiths or no faith, people of color, poor people, and women. Imagine, then, that someone stole a shingle or a nail, first one, then another, After many such thefts, the structure weakens. 
the roof begins to fall in. The whole rooms are torn down. The wreckage is carted away. Eventually, all that remains is a skeleton. Democracy, as the historian Sean Willnitz, Willnitz wrote, depends on the many and on the power of ordinary people not simply to select their governors, but to oversee the institutions of government as office holders and as citizens free to assemble and criticize those in office. In the eagerness to return the House to its original state, the Republican Party eventually began to dismantle the edifice itself, overriding any efforts to make it more spacious and secure. See, and I appreciate what this person is writing because this is what I'm saying all the time. They are dragging us back to the system. The founders fought a revolution to escape. That's what she's saying. In their, what did she say right there? In their eagerness to return, well, he, she's actually being more generous. She's saying they want to go back to a democracy where only Christian white male property owners are in charge. But I don't... No, no, no. They want to go back... They don't want a democracy. They want to go back to an, an autocracy. That's what they're doing. The dismantling started in the 1960s when the two main parties reversed positions on civil rights. Lyndon Johnson led the Democrats toward stronger alliances with people of color and women. The Republicans, meanwhile, won the South with the Southern strategy that euphemistically named program to gain the support of white Southerners by stoking their racial fears. Justification for the approach had been offered years earlier by William F. Buckley Jr., that parasite, right? All of these pricks... We, the whole world would be so much better off without them. That's how they live and die. You see, like they live and they leave the world worse than when they find it because they are fundamentally flawed. They're morally, spiritually, most likely sexually flawed. And instead of, and see, because of that, that, moral and ethical failing in their rotten souls and then they're born into this this democratic republic this multiracial democratic republic and they start looking around and becoming politically aware and they start seeing they and they see the things that they can only um loathe from the outside because they lack the fundamental ability to be able to, you know, negotiate and uh, exist in that kind of system because that kind of system requires them to become better people, which they can't. So they try and they use all of their, their low cunning to drag that system to their level. That's what they're doing. That's what it, William F. Buckley is or was. William F. He's the one that said, 
conservatism stands athwart history yelling stop. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tara Devlin responds. Shut the fuck up. The white community in the South, this is William F. Buckley, okay? The white community in the South is entitled to take such measures as are necessary to prevail politically and culturally in areas in which it does not predominate numerically. Oh, okay. So uh, none of this general welfare shit. Let's make sure that white people can oppress other communities because because you're a racist piece of shit okay great buckley wrote this in 1957 for the time being it is the advanced race okay they love him they love william f buckley they still they still uh, look to him and cite him he should yeah he's disgusting You know, it's one thing for the founders to be a bunch of racists, but by 1957, you should know better. Really. But, you see, on the basis of that advanced so-called, quote-unquote, status, Buckley decided a decision to wrest control from the majority may, is what he said, may be through undemocratic Wait, wait, wait. Maybe though, okay, he said, to wrest control from the majority, it may be, though undemocratic, enlightened. Oh, let's wrest control from other communities. Let's uh, suppress other communities because, you know, we're better. We're just, white people are better. For the time being, that's what he said, for the time being. And that was him being, oh, I'm not racist. And if I'm sure if you asked him, is he racist? Uh, he'd be like, oh, hell no, I'm not racist. They never say they are. David Duke says, I'm not racist. You're racist for asking. I don't see color, they, they say, right? Well, if you don't see racist racist you don't see racism either i guess and that's only because you refuse to because the system the racist ass system is working in your favor but you understand this is their one of their heroes it may be undemocratic that's and that's how they look at everything that they're doing it's eh, they believe what putin believes they can't quite outright say it. Now, some of them are saying it, and I've been saying it for years, that in every Republican heart, chest beats the heart of fascism. But, and um, for years I've been saying they have to give lip service to democracy. Now, some of them don't even feel like they have to give that lip service. And that's even more frightening. And because soon others will follow. It's yeah, like Tucker Carlson. He doesn't. I, I when will how long will it be until Tucker outright denounces democracy? 
like like Erdogan, like Putin. Because Putin, this is what the autocrats, oh, I actually was, uh, who was saying that today, actually? Maybe it was Joe Biden or somebody. But it was uh, someone I was, I heard, was saying, uh, and it's true, uh, um, that the autocrats believe that, uh, and they, and Putin outright says this, that democracy is passe and it doesn't work clearly because, um, you can't do anything. It's too slow. And that's why autocracy is a, a better way to go. And he, you know, even though they, in Russia, he uh, does the same pantomime of legitimacy, having these sham elections, which will occur here if Republicans win in the midterms and, uh, and get the, I mean, I don't know. I believe once, if they win in the midterms, they will win the presidency by dirty tricks and then it's over for, for good, at least in my lifetime. So where was I? For the t- so according to William F. Buckley, he's like, oh, we may have, we're going to take over these communities because for the time being, the adv- where white people are the advanced race. And for the time being, that was his being progressive. He was just being progressive when he said, eh, for the time being, I'm being a realist here. We're going to, even though it's undemocratic, it's enlightened. At its most ideological, the withdrawal from the democratic experiment has served white supremacy. At its least, it's been a scramble for power by any means necessary. Even as the Civil Rights Movement and the Voting Rights Act sought to undo Jim Crow, a new, stealthier Jim Crow arose in its place. Writing in the New Republic, the journalist Jeet Heer explains that Buckley's fledgling conservative movement recognized that by persuading disgruntled whites across the country to vote according according to their racial and ideological rather than economic interests. It could gain reliable foot soldiers, quote-unquote, in its larger project of undermining the left, which uh, the whole um, purpose of that is to undermine the working class and divide and conquer and destroy democracy. In wooing white voters, Republicans rejected, indeed ejected, non-white constituencies who found their only and imperfect home with the Democrats. And where Democrats have been wavering and inconsistent in their desire to expand Democratic participation, Republicans have been firmly committed to limiting, limiting it. Rather than attempting to win the votes of people of color, they attempt to prevent people of color from voting. Yes, that's it. Remember when they did their autopsy after they lost? <laughs> Which I always found funny that they, it was called an autopsy because isn't an autopsy what you do on dead things? But they did an autopsy and they their conclusion was... We can't be a bunch of filthy racists. 
don't don't be so racist. Well, that they threw that out the window. What a waste of money and time. Man, like everything else. They've not been, well, everything else they do. They've not been particularly secretive about their goals. Peter Thiel, the Silicon Valley billionaire who was an early supporter of the con man, has deplored the effects of the 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote. It's, it all's, it's all on the table. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if they'll overturn the 19th Amendment, but they're coming for gay marriage. They're coming for um, interracial marriage, darker pigment, lighter pigment marriage, it should be called, ridiculously. And they're coming for, they're coming for, they're coming for it. <laughs> All the progress. The, they're, you know, they're regressives. But they, they're dragging us back to the dark ages. Forget back to the founding. They're dragging us back to the dark ages. That's the way it should be presented, too. With a rich run and own every... And then when you have a problem, go to the church. Yeah, If you fall on hard times, you go to the church. The um, education is a providence of the rich. I mean, all of the factors of the dark ages will be there. And the, the people will just toil and toil and die and when you know they might they'll go to church on Sunday and the and the priest or whoever the religious authority who that is entwined with the state will tell them don't worry keep toiling don't pester your betters because you're going to get a mansion in heaven that's the scam that's the scam that the 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 liberal age of enlightenment had enough of that the the writers talked about how ridiculous and that people that you know, the humanity the potential of humanity was being squashed by this system that's what inspired the american revolution and this is what they want to destroy so and trust me, you know, I'm wondering how long it's going to be until the Supreme Court overturns child labor laws. Because, you know, Republicans periodically propose the ending of child labor laws, and it's all under the guise of uh, such, you know, all altruistic endeavors like um, teaching kids the dignity of work, giving them responsibility. You know, kids today, they like, they do things, they tweet, they go on the TikToks, they play video games. They need to work. You know, you got to give them some, give them some structure by sending them to work with a training wage. That's what they call it. You see? And who is who are we to tell corporations that they can't hire nine-year-olds? 
or or younger because you got to teach they got to learn sometime learn your place but i'm not kidding per, per, you think it's a joke right but periodically just just google republicans or republicans you know child labor laws uh, periodic i'm sure if i do it right now let's see who's done it more recently because it's they keep doing it let's see republican child labor laws <laughs> here we go right at the top right this is 2021 november not even a year ago uh, it goes on never stops never stops with them republicans have a new idea to fix the labor shortage remember when they were all talking about the labor shortage because all you lazy bastards were living high on the hog with an extra 300 dollars oh yeah couldn't get enough. You all uh, took your $300 and you built that giant yacht, remember? You wanted uh, to go jerk off in space, but you didn't, uh, $300 didn't get you far. I, I can't stand it. And you know who would also uh, jump on that bullshit bandwagon? Other working people. They'd be like, oh yeah, people don't want to work. What are you talking about? Anyway, people don't want to work. It's, shut up. Stop being such a goddamn trained monkey for these fucking oligarchs. Yeah, people don't want to work. Well, people don't want to die. That's part of it. Extra $300. What are you going to do first? Where are you going to go? You're going to go to the moon? You're going to go on that world trip you've always dreamed of? But you couldn't can't, can't get a day off because we don't have vacation leave in this goddamn godforsaken shithole like the rest of the world? In this divided and conquered United States of serfs and lords? Where are you going to go? With your 300 extra dollars. Wow. We, wow. Whoopee. Oh, yeah, they're making more on unemployment than they will at work. Well, then, well, hello? Uh, the, and you're lambasting the workers for that? You see how successful they've been with the message? The, the, the whole divide and conquer message? It's insane. Well, if people are making more money on unemployment and you're mad at them, you're mad at the people. Yeah, they're making more on unemployment. They don't want to go back to work and possibly die of this deadly virus on the front line. Oh, but we'll applaud at 7 Thank you, everybody. You know, my father used to say, put it in an envelope. And I'd say, oh, my boss gave me a, 
nice compliment today or something. I did something nice and they liked it. And my father said, tell them to put it in an envelope. True. Yeah, right. I don't need your goddamn accolades. Give me money. That's why I'm here. Make Give me some of that uh, buku bucks you're earning at the top. As billionaires get richer and richer and richer. Right? But we're all here. We're all, uh, it's those lazy, lazy working people. Don't know how, the dignity of, I don't know, what? The dignity of jerking off and seeing the big blue marble in space? I'm so, ugh. Here, look, look at this. Here's a meme. The wealth of Elon Musk in 2012 was $2 billion. Now, 10 years later, it's 273 is that billion or trillion? Billion? Yes, billion, $600 million. Wealth of Bezos in 2012, it was $18 billion. Now it's $181 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, 2012, was $17 billion. Now it's $76 billion in just 10 years. And uh, the U.S. minimum wage is uh, $7.25 an hour. In 2012, guess how much it is now? And 10 years later, 20, oh, well, well, oh, I'm sorry, it's 725. Fucking Jesus. How much longer? Where's the, when will we get the national razor? I, I don't know, the French had a remedy for this once, and I wonder where our tipping point is. When I think about the French Revolution. Where, where's our tipping point? I, I, I did a great courses at, um, at, uh, you know, I watched the great courses, the French Revolution great courses. I love the great courses. It's, it's simply great. And I always remember one of the, I mean, it's the greatest courses ever. <laughs> Can I find a different adjective? No, um, because, you know, you're listening to the greatest lecturers and there's no homework. I mean, I like the homework sometimes, but not the, well, do I like, no, I didn't like writing papers and maybe sometimes I liked it when I enjoyed the subject. But anyway, the, the um, one of the, the scenes the professor painted was when they stormed the the Bastille, not the Bastille. When they stormed the palace to find they they the women, st well, it was part of the storming of the Bastille, and everything was just like fuck this. And they uh, stormed. They broke into the palace, and they were looking for Marie Antoinette. And the women, it was the women that had broken into the palace, and they were. They, and she and Marie Antoinette had, had was had fled for her life because they would have killed her. There's no doubt. And as they were running through the palace trying to find her, they were saying things like, I want her leg. I want her arm. Like they were going to rip her limb from limb. 
And I always think of that. When is our tipping point? We're all, we're like storming, uh, you know, Bezos's yacht. You know what I mean? But yeah, maybe not in my lifetime. I'd love to see it on C-SPAN. And there goes Ray. Hi, Ray, Ray. Ray, Ray. Hey, Ray. <laughs> he just flops over. Hi, honey. Come here, you, you little mommy. You're so tantalizingly out of reach. Come here, mommy. Come here, mommy. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> Get over here. You silly. You're being a silly. Are you being silly? Get over here. <laughs> He's cute. He he does that all the time. He rolls around. He's just a happy cat. He's happy. Now he's licking his own foot. Okay, great. Um, and then what was the other thing about the French Revolution? Oh, the other um, when they they would go into into the these palaces and mansions and whatnot, and the people took they they went in and they stripped the these places of all their wealth, and um, they would leave receipts. <laughs> they would say, uh, you know, thank you for your for your uh, whatever duvet sofa whatever the fuck you know your fancy ass sofa because uh signed the people of france <laughs> like a receipt for it and uh yeah that's so and but the the rich became so or the it's not just the well i guess the rich were in the parliament but they became so um f afraid for their lives that they were giving everything up you know they were like oh, i want to give up and they were like trying to outdo each other. That's what we're, that's where we have to get. You know what I mean? Where Bezos and Elon Musk and all of them are like, I will give up my dick-shaped rocket. I will pay my taxes. I will pay 90% top marginal tax rate. You know what I mean? They gave it up. What was it called when they were in the... They were in the tennis court. Anyway, whatever. All right. Obviously, I have to take the course again. But I highly recommend it. Am I losing everybody? Are you still here? Where is everybody? With my pink hair, Shannon. You got pink hair? Ray Ray. Uh-oh. Here comes Francis. Francis and Ray Ray. Are you doing okay? All right. It's a catastrophe in here. Where's the other thing? Oh, here's um. One last thing before I'm I, I'm losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> Here's, um, of course, Susan Collins, another tedious, basic bitch who uh, brought us to this point. And history will revile her, just like c cinema. 
you know, cinema, first you destroy democracy, then you send women to back alleys. She must think we're all as dumb as the, I guess, the the donors the that, uh, or the base, I should say, the Republican base that her donors usually fund. You know what I mean? I guess she thinks we're all as dumb as, as, uh, it must be all that Republican money she's getting has her confused. But same thing with, with Susan Collins. She, she's shocked. You know, she is, I'm sure, very concerned and, um, disappointed. Let's see. that she was lied to. Can you believe that Brett Kavanaugh lied to her? These are people that have have no scruples. They have no ethics. They have no love for America. So, oh, I can't believe they... I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. I was really disappointed. Well, I'm very disappointed in the president's actions, and that really troubles me. (laughs) I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that I was born into a country where... um, you know, women didn't have to go needlessly die in back alleys when they wanted to have control over their bodies. And now they do. I'm disappointed that the Republicans keep getting away with saying that they're pro-life when they hate life, when they block every policy that would actually support life. They hate health care. They hate education. They hate children. You know, they want children to be live, be the, the targets in live shooter drills, I guess. They need more people to be poor, unwanted. Oh, God. Where do we live? And why can't I get Susan Collins' disappointed face off my ecam now? It might be stuck. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed, ecam. What the fuck? I'm disappointed. Mm, okay, so this is from the Daily Bees. Justin Rorich. It's been a hell of a 12 hours for Senator Susan Collins, who is apparently realizing that people lie. In October of 2018, she cast the 50th and deciding vote to confirm Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court. She could have kept that I like beer bitch off the Supreme Court, you know, Clearly, Kavanaugh was unfit. The disgrace. All you got to do is, like we say, you know, 
imagine Katanji Brown Jackson behaving like Brett Kavanaugh at her confirmation hearings, and it will become starkly clear just how unfit he is. I like beer. Screaming out, I like beer. Crying. Not only that, he's he was never fully investigated. All of the, the people that corroborated Dr. Ford's story of her sexual assault and also came forward with their own stories about Brett Kavanaugh, who was a, apparently a real piece of shit as a drunken-ass, white-privileged frat boy. Oh, I'm so shocked. It's shocking. Or maybe he was, I don't know, his saint who walks among us, hanging out with Scooby and Wiki and, and Dicky and Screepy, drinking beers and uh, lifting weights and writing in his calendar about how many people he assaulted. And who he's going to fuck over when he gets to become uh, a Supreme Court. I mean, the, the thing, the other thing about him was that the way he came uh, uh, at, like, at the senators who were asking him questions as if being on the Supreme Court was his birthright. And they were, oh, the revenge of the Clintons. Okay, I mean, this is the fucking guy. Revenge of the Clintons. Where the fuck do we live? Where do we live? Get me out of here. Grandma. <laughs> and thank you, JD, for your super chat. JD says, good night, Tara and Tara fans. You lucky bastard, JD. I hate, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, I know. I hate to say it. Grandma, what the fuck? I could have been living in England or Ireland right now. Looking across the pond with an entirely different, well, not just eyes, but accent, of course. And saying, what is wrong with these people? What's wrong with them? I, w I would say, I would be like, wow. So glad I'm not there. Just sort of like the way I look at the people of uh, Saudi Arabia and the Middle Eastern countries. I look, you know, like uh, where women are treated like, uh, well, uh, walking around in potato sacks like they don't, they're nothing but a bunch of ghosts. Sim that's called symbolic annihilation. I mean, there's, there's, it's not just symbolic annihilation there. It is, it's literal annihilation because when you put somebody in a potato sack, it's very easy to annihilate them, you know, to keep them out of any positions of power, which is, it's, for, to me, it's, it's offensive, frankly. You know, that women are walking around in sacks. I know women say, oh, I choose this. My no, you didn't. I'm sorry. If were women at that first conversation where a bunch of people were like, hey, let's put women in sex. It's so offensive to me. But anyway. Um, it's reli that's religion for you. 
I wish I could go into a different timeline where Christianity was suppressed successfully. You know what? We, you know, we would be living in such a different world, of course. And I often think when, let's say, well, for example, when the whole Viking and uh, where the, the, the great heathen army was trying to, uh, well, what was fighting with the early English, you know, the people of Wessex and Northumbria and, uh, you know, before it was England. Well, there was an England before the everyone was united. You know what I mean? If they, if the Vikings had had really had won instead of the being converted to Christianity, ultimately, we would be living in a much different world too. Because the the Viking people had uh, the women had more rights, and people you know had more well women in general had more rights. It's it was the Christianity put them in. Second-class status. Oh, well. But that's not the way the early Christians were. That's the other thing. It just goes to show you. It's complete bullshit. They wanted to control people. So whatever that ancient socialist hippie was talking about, who was, you know, his father was Pantera, the Roman soldier, whatever he was talking about became completely twisted for their own personal gain. No, oh, what a surprise. So they make women nothing. Nothing but chattel. That was part of the plan. I don't appreciate that plan. Maybe you can understand that. Where was I? <laughs> Where was I? Um, somebody playing a horn outside? Collins was assured he believed th that precedent is not merely a practice and tradition, but rooted in Article 3 of our Constitution itself. Well, we've, we saw Kavanaugh's hearings and the things that he said. He lied just like they all do. So, but on Tuesday, after a leaked draft opinion appeared to show the court's conservative majority planned to overturn Roe v. Wade, Collins discovered she may have been sold a bill of goods by the man who likes beer, as well as Justice Neil Gorsuch, another Trump appointee who claimed he would protect Roe at all costs. In a statement, Collins said, If this leaked draft opinion is the final decision and this reporting is accurate, I would be, it would be completely inconsistent with what Judge Gorsuch and Justice, well, Justice, whatever Gorsuch and Justice Kavanaugh said in their hearings and in our meetings in our office. Whatever. What are you going to do about it? Maybe you should lead the impeachment of the both of them. How's that? 
It will never happen. There are no consequences ever. You know what I mean? There are no consequences for them. Yes, people on the chat are talking about religion. Religion sucks, Richard W. says, in my opinion. Yeah, it depends. I mean, I don't know. Most religions of the book suck, in my opinion. Because, well, first of all, uh, any religion that treats women like shit is not a is not a true religion, in my opinion. Because how can it be? It devalues human humans. Period. There's men and women. There's male energy, female energy. Both are equally valid. My opinion, and I think I've shared it before, is that the this is part of the reason the world is fucked up. Because there's too much, you know, masculine energy suppressing the female energy. And, you know, whatever. That's just my opinion. I'm disappointed though. That's why and I'm and yeah, you know, just the Republican um their their hypocrisy of being all about Jesus. They're all about Jesus all over their Twitter feeds. They wear it on their sleeves. No one ever asked them about you know, didn't your didn't the guy you say you worship or is your savior, didn't he tell you to not do that? Specifically said that. Pray in your closet. I mean, what? Um, he said that was this mark of somebody that you shouldn't trust. And he warned us about you. He warned us about the people that would wear their religion on their sleeve when they were just doing it for show and to be wary of them, to not believe them because they were the, they were the hypocrites, which was an egregious sin more than anything. And you know what the other thing about, here's another thing about the early Christian teachings. There were other gospels. Okay. There was a gospel of Mary that the later Christians took out because they wanted to suppress women. Other, and there are biblical scholars that recognize and understand this, but the Catholic Church and the other churches don't read that. They don't even teach that. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you not want to teach the actual gospels of your religion? Because you want to keep women in their place. Right, God was created in man's image. <laughs> that is the truth. I could, and that's the other thing. The whole stupid, like, God. God is a man shit, you know, drives me up the wall. But that's why at least the, the ancient Romans, the pagans, let's say, they had the whole pantheon of interesting characters. You know? At least they had, you know, their God is so human. 
you know, I'm, uh, the the so-called son of God. I, I never understood this, too, because I, I was raised Catholic, and they were like, you know, God, here's here's your Jesus. This is your God. And who is that? And, um, oh, he's God's son. And then they were like, um, and I never understood. I remember being little and being and being in church, being at mass. I was raised Catholic and them saying he gave his only son. He died for the sins of the world. And then I remember being like, what? I don't understand that. What? What are you talking about? He, how did him dying do anything for the sins of the world? It was very confusing to me. And then it was like, he's why is he hanging on a cross? Like, what's up with this? Why is... Why? Why? <laughs> why is there a man on a cross? Why is he... There's a guy being executed here. Why? And, uh... I don't know. It was, it was very confusing to me as a kid. I told you that. Then I had to go to CCD, religious instruction, and they were talking about Noah lived to be 900 years old. And I, and I remember asking, what, how'd that happen? How'd he be, live to be 900? And the, the lady said, it's in the Bible, so you believe it. That's what she said. I'll never, and I remember being like, that's bullshit, thinking that that it's in the bible and you believe it if it's in the bible okay <sighs> the ancient book of fables i would I'd love to read the original drafts you know what i mean and there is actually there are let me see the gospel of mary and it, the other thing is mary was not a prostitute I know they, the later church transformed her into a prostitute to make this whole fallen woman fucking metaphor. She was actually Jesus's, you know, pal. And the other uh, um, followers of Jesus used to be very jealous and be like, why are you hanging out with her? You kiss her. You love her. You know, and apparently she was more like his her his right hand man type deal. That's why that she had her own gospel. But you can't have women thinking that they have any power, so you have to take that out. If your whole goal is not the enlightenment of these people, it is the suppression of them. Right. Let's see. Gospel of Mary. Yeah, it's there. Gospel of Mary. Let's see what it says about wiki on Wikipedia. The Gospel of Mary is a non-canonical text discovered in 1896 in a 5th century papyrus codex written in Sahidic Coptic. It was purchased in Cairo by a German diplomat 
Carl Reinhardt. Although the work is popularly known as the Gospel of Mary, it is not classed as a gospel by some scholars who restrict the term gospels to texts primarily focused on recounting the teachings and or activities of Jesus during his adult life. Let's see. It is also known as the Berlin Codex, also known as the Ak Akbin Codex, also contains the how do you pronounce it? Apocrypton of John, the Sophia of Jesus Christ, and a summary of the Act of Peter. All four works contain the manuscript are written in a dialect of Coptic. Two other fragments of the Gospel of Mary have been discovered since both, both written in Greek. Two fragments were published in 1938 and 1983. Dating the gospel, as with most ancient literary texts, is problematic. Mm -mm -mm. It dates to the early 3rd century, predates uh, blah blah blah, suggested the gospel, blah blah blah, was composed in the early 2nd century, noting that it evidences familiarity to the gospel of John and the letters of Paul. I mean, this is interesting history to me, but it's, you know, goes to show you that um, the whole church is not, at, not you know, whatever. I was raised in the church. My mother was a nun. Okay. I can talk about this stuff. Scholars do not always agree with which, uh, agree which of the New Testament, New Testament people named Mary is the central character in the gospel of Mary. Some have suggested it may be Mary, the mother of Jesus. Nah, I don't think so. Arguments in favor of Mary Magdalene are based on her status as a known follower of Jesus. The tradition of being the first witness of his res that's the other thing. She was the first witness, uh, supposedly, of his resurrection, and the uh, other, the male, um, whatever, the the tiny males couldn't handle that so because that might give women too much you know they might start thinking they're more than uh, you know they have value alrighty interesting the most complex text of the gospel of Mary Let's see, is a narrative that begins in the middle of the scene because some of it's missing, leaving the setting and circumstances unclear. King believes, however, the reference to the death of the Savior and the commissioning seen later in the narrative indicates the setting is a post-resurrection appearance of the Savior. As the narrative opens, the Savior is engaged in dialogue with his disciples, answering their questions on the nature of sin. 
At the end of the discussion, the Savior departs, leaving the disciples distraught and anxious. According to the story, Mary speaks up with words of comfort and encouragement. Then Peter asks Mary to share with them any special teaching she receives. Peter says to Mary, Sister, we know that the Savior loved you more than the rest of the women. Please tell us the words of the Savior, which you remember. Mary responds by recounting a conversation. And Mary says, I saw the Lord in a vision. And he said to him, Lord, I saw you today in a vision. He answered to me and said, Blessed are you that you do not waver at the sight of me. For where the mind is, there is treasure. So now, Lord, does a person who sees a vision see it through the Spirit? Okay, whatever. It's interesting to me, may not be to you. More interest. I'm just interested in the history, you know, of the time. And it does make me kind of weep that people are, that the whole world is uh, spinning on the axis of that, you know, the fallacy of so many uh, assholes who manipulate and turn it yeah this bullshit to their advantage disingenuously if only you know if only like uh what's his, uh when rubio tweets out when i met you i was you were born whatever i i knew you in the womb like shut the fuck up if that if you really cared if only, you know? All right, my friends, we had a good chat. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Tamari. Right. That's funny. John on the chat. God is all powerful. He doesn't have to rape you to get you pregnant. He's kind of like Samantha on Bewitch, just a wiggle of the nose and poof, you're knocked up. That's true. Not like that Roman soldier Pantera. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. This whole world is twisted because uh, some, some ancient young woman was uh, didn't want to deal with the shame of being knocked up by a Roman soldier. And was like, no, I was, uh, it was God. Really? And then, th and because she was betrothed to Joseph, then Joseph was like, I guess he had to go along with it because it would have been his shame too. <laughs> and so here we are. Here we are, and then we get friggin' here we are with Marco Rubio tweeting that bullshit out. Like, I mean, bullshit to him, you know what I mean? It is bullshit, but I'm trying to be nice. It's just a book that ancient people wrote. No, uh, no need to f follow it, uh, to drag us down. All right, guys, guys, guys. I know. The, oh, Errol, Errol on the chat says, I see the producer never appeared. To, oh, he was here. 
I put him in the bedroom. He was here. He was very cranky and salty and uh, had to go into the bedroom. He sat on the keyboard. He bit my hand. I tried to put put him on the floor. I dropped him. It feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> he fell. <laughs> so he, he'll be all right. I'm going into the bedroom after the show and I will uh, sit there and pet him incessantly for hours. That's what he likes until I fall asleep. That's probably why he's spoiled. You know, when he wants to be pet, he's like, Give me that hand, bitch. All right. Yes, he's in a kitty timeout, Stephanie. <laughs> I feel bad. He'll be, he's fine. He's sitting on the bed. He loves it there. That's his spot. And he'll get some treats. He's a good boy. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. And at least, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe they awoken a sleeping giant. I hope. Oh, look at that. But we'll talk more about it later. My name is Tara Devil. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, Richard W. for your super chat. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. And thank you, JD. For your super chat, if, you, if you're if you new to the show, please keep coming back. Hit the like and the notification bell so you'll know when the show goes live. And also, uh, become a patron if you can at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And uh, we will never stop fighting. We will win. We will win. They know. That's why they have to cheat and manipulate and lie and pretend they love Jesus and all that stuff because we, we, they know, they know that they are on the wrong side of history and we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you very soon.